routinely walk my dog, my four-year-old wire-haired Vishla, Roger, up in the Santa Monica Mountains. We go hiking up there, and it's a great chance for him to get off leash, and if we're lucky, he comes across other dogs on the trail, and he's able to greet them not on leash, but off leash, which is really the way dogs are meant to meet each other. They're free to smell and sniff, and, and if they need to, to also flee. And this one time I was up there, very recently, I came across a woman on the trail who owned a Ridgeback and then another small dog that she was fostering. And the dogs played beautifully together for quite a while. And at a certain point, I stopped and realized that this woman and I had pretty much just been standing there watching our dogs play together for seven, ten minutes, something like that. And she and I had needed not say much of anything, maybe an occasional no, but that was it. And it occurred to me that this woman was absolutely experienced at being able to coexist with dogs. And I realized that what I was experiencing with her is the same thing I have experienced with many other dog owners whom I really admire. They have this ability to not command authority verbally, but simply to command it by exuding it. And it was very apparent to me that she was her dog's alpha. She didn't need to say a lot. She just needed to carry herself a certain way, to carry herself with a certain level of calm authority. And I think that that is something that I have really been intrigued by. That's something that I've been very poor at. And that's something that I have really longed to get better at. So I stayed with this woman and her two dogs and my dog, and we continued like this for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 more minutes. And we didn't even exchange names, but we just peacefully coexisted with our dogs who clearly were enjoying each other and also really respecting who we were. And, you know, it really brought home for me that one of the many great things about owning a dog, and you hear this all the time, you, you hear, you know, the, the, the cliches, but they're true, that, that a dog will love you unconditionally, that when you come home, it doesn't really, you know, keep track of what you've done correctly or what you've done incorrectly. It showers you with love. All of these things are very true. But I have found that one of the most healing aspects of a dog, if we are open to it, and I, I fear sometimes that not enough people are receptive to this thing is that they teach us a kind of nonverbal communication. It's a communication that operates on a much more vibrational level, if I can say that without sounding too new agey, but it's very true. They're picking up on your emotions. And if you are attuned to them, you of course are picking up on their emotions. And you each provide each other with something. And I think, you know, the dog really provides us with a lot of love. They provide us with a lot of free joy that they have, you know, when they smell something or when they play or when they when they come up to us and they, they kiss us, these kinds of things. It's this sort of unrestricted love that they can have. And I think what they're looking for from us is this 
thing that this woman possessed in spades, which was this calm authority, this ability to demonstrate who the alpha is and to provide that to the dog, to provide to the dog what comes with that, which is a real sense of safety, security, and leadership. And that's what this woman had. And I I find that when I inhabit that space with my dog and the dog inhabits that space with me, there's something profoundly therapeutic about the exchange. And speaking of exchange, I'm grateful to this woman and of course my dog for the chance to inhabit an unanxious space, one not taken up by the typical nervous filler of words, but by a kind of calm, shared silence. I'm Dimitri Gatsiunas.